Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. Welcome. And this is episode number 69. Yes. So listen, we have recorded almost 70 episodes of the Push Podcast now. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. We have so much great content. And the other day, someone asked me, oh my God, I just discovered you had a podcast. What are some of your favorite episodes? What should I go back and listen to? And my response was, as we gear up to prepare for a new year, my response was immediately to send them back to episode number 11, which was an exercise that we did that we had learned from a couple of coaches that we work with. And we called it the ABCs of the new year. Yeah. And it, it was kind of an understanding of reflection as well as action oriented you know, process of how you look at the next year. Mm -hmm. Right. And so not just how you're going to look at the year to come, though, because lots of people look at that hopeful. They look at that, especially after 2020. Right. They're like, oh, I can't wait for the new year. But this is kind of to give yourself some closure for what learnings, what blessings, what things held you back in 2020, because we've talked about this now for the past three episodes, like wishing for a, you know, wonderful 2021 is not going to make it a great year. Right. Hoping that you are better uh, starts with learning from all of the lessons that 2020 presented to you. So in this episode that we're just going to replay for you, because why reinvent the wheel? <laughs> we are going to be referencing the fact that it's a new decade. We're going to say like ending out 2019, but this is something now that we don't think you should just do at the end of every year, take inventory and figure out like what things you need to change direction or change course in. I think this is something you can do as like a mid-year check-in or a quarterly check-in as well. Yeah. And I think that as you listen to this, I think one of the things you want to do is stop, pause, take notes and create an action plan for yourself because if you're not paying attention to what this year had to present to you, then I can't tell you what what other year can get your attention more than 2020. Right. And so I think oftentimes we want to have the great escape out of a year like this. But I think it's time to really look back all the way from January through this this whole year and just say, what were the learnings? What were the things that really stood out to you? And if you struggled, what things that you, you will you take from this year so that you can implement in 2021 so that you can turn things around? Right. So there was this great Instagram post that I shared today and it said, plot twist, 2020 has actually been the best year of your life. You've faced challenge after challenge after challenge. You've adapted and you've overcome. 2020 has forced you to grow exponentially. Don't take that for granted. And so that's kind that. of the inspiration for this episode Again, get a paper and a pen and get ready to write down the three A's, the three B's, and the three C's that are going to help set you up to win in the year to come. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. And take the time to write a rating and review after this one because this one's a game changer for anyone that wants to push through to their greater self in the new year. All right. Push through and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. <laughs> so if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. 
So this is something that I think I'm going to call, I don't even know what this exercise is called, but I'm going to call it the ABCs of the year. And uh, we use ABC a lot. Like we teach people how to close sales and we talk about always be closing. So this is going to be the ABCs of the year. Hopefully you have a pen, but if you're listening to this passively, maybe you're on your commute to work, maybe you're at the gym. I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to go back and re-listen to this because this is going to require some deep thought and some reflection, right? So get a paper, pen, and full attention and sit down and take notes. But you know what's crazy? It actually works. ABC, closing out the year, always be closing well, the year out. We're closing out the year. Yeah. So the first A, we're going to go through A, B, and C, and each letter is going to have three different things that we're going to discuss. So the first A we want to talk to you about today is acknowledge. And the question is, what things do you need to acknowledge from 2019? Maybe they served you. Maybe they were accomplishments. Maybe they were great things that happened to you. What resolutions did maybe you set in the beginning of the year that you need to acknowledge and clap for your damn self, right? You hit them. You're super excited. Again, achievements. What business results did you set that maybe you might have exceeded maybe in your home you and your spouse wanted to exceed a certain level of earnings, right? And maybe you need to acknowledge that. Maybe you need to acknowledge that this was the first year that you were able to properly tithe in church and participate in charities. So I guess acknowledge is what things worked well, what things are we celebrating, and what things served you. Yeah, what things made you feel like you were winning? What things like you look back and you said, God, I didn't pay attention to this, but Back in February, when we were able to pay this credit card off and we didn't even celebrate Mm -hmm. or we were able to make an adjustment in our household. And so we kept our house cleaner. Right. Those are like wins that you have to acknowledge that happened because we over index like the bad things in life. Right. right? And so you see all the things that you don't do well and we attach this emotion to it. And what ends up happening is that it feels like it lasts forever. Right. And then right now you're probably looking at, hey, it's December And whatever storm you're going through right now, you're kind of using that to blanket the entire year. And that's not. And it is not true. It's a lie. So if you are noticing that you're in a shitty season right now of life or the year, be very careful that you don't sit there and convince yourself that the entire year in 2019 was sucky because likely it wasn't. And we've done a daily push on this before where I'm really big on every day finding some key wins and keeping a journal every day because that keeps me grounded. If I'm going through a really bad November or December, that does not negate all of the positive things that happened in the early part of 2019. I just might be in a season of transition or a season of growth. So that's really important for you to recognize that we're not only acknowledging where you're at right now, but to sit down and reflect because we got to leave this stuff in 2020. But to sit down and reflect, we need to take the whole entire year into accountability, right? Yeah. And this is not about lying to yourself or living in la-la land. This is about seeking out those things that you need to acknowledge that, that, hey, this happened. I want to make sure that we stop and we recognize it. And there's always a time to be critical for yourself. The only time you can be critical and it actually be something that's useful is when you're using it and from a standpoint of saying, I acknowledge that hey, you know, I had ownership in this. I messed up on this. And this is what I'm going to do differently. Right. And the flip side of acknowledgement, because we're still on the first A, is let's talk about what things didn't work well. Right. right? So maybe one of your New Year's resolutions was to learn 30 pounds. Acknowledging the fact that, hey, I didn't hit that goal. Why? 
So this is definitely not to beat you up about this. Like we never, ever want to put you in a place of like, oh my God, I'm such a terrible person. But do you know that some of the most successful people on the planet have one thing in common, and that is massive self-awareness. So to be able to look back at some of the things you committed to and to see like, "Mm, you know what, I kind of fell short on that. And we're going to get into some things later that will help you with that. But this is really, this entire episode is about self-awareness so that you know not to repeat the same things going into the new decade. So what things were you passive versus intentional around? You talked about this, which was really great. You talk about it. Yeah. So a lot of times you have success and success is great because maybe you're doing things that are successful behaviors, but you didn't actually intend on succeeding on this particular thing, right? You didn't intend on winning this particular reward, which we talked about with Jordan. So there are things that you accomplish that are passive, meaning that you didn't set out to do that. You didn't set out to win that award, but you went out and you said, hey, I just did these things. And all of a sudden I won or I was first or I did something that was recognized in the community and I didn't realize I had did anything. And then there's things that you intentionally go out and you try to succeed at. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that you want to acknowledge both because within those things, there are going to be things that are repeatable that you can do over and over again. And so you want to recognize what was intentional and what was passive. Right. Someone said something about some people just have a golden horseshoe. And I will tell you, Jordan is one of those people. So a few years back, she got in a lot of trouble because she waited until the last minute to complete this science project. And it was a big deal. And she procrastinated. And so at the last minute, who do you think had to step in and help with this stupid project? It's always the parents, right? (laughs) So I remember just being so angry with her like the night before. We all stayed up late. We're helping her. We're going to freaking Kinko's printing stuff off and getting all the stuff from the craft store. And I was just so mad at her, right? So I sent her to school with the stupid project that we kind of had to help with at the very last minute. We didn't do it for her, but it was a lot of scrambling at the last minute. So she was about to get in a lot of trouble. So I dropped her off and I said, when I pick you up, it's on. Like, you know, you're going to be grounded or something because you procrastinated Mm -hmm. and there needs to be a consequence. So I remember picking her up later that afternoon and she skipped her ass to the car. Like she had the best day. And I was like, oh, she must have forgot. She's about to be in trouble, right? So she skips over to the car. She slides in and she's like, hey, mom, what's up? And I'm like, don't what's up me. Like, we have something to talk about. She goes, oh, do you mean my science project? I'm like, yeah, you're grounded. And she goes, do you mean I'm grounded because I'm going to be competing in the national da-da-da-da-da of science projects? So it turns out she presented it so well that she wound up winning the opportunity to compete at some, like, state-level science something. Yeah. What was it? Something it, it, big. It was It was the science fair. I, right. It, yeah, it was like they had this whole like award ceremony. Like 50 schools from yeah. all over were coming to compete. So she gets chosen for that. So that's what I'm talking about, a passive success, yeah. right? She didn't like, try to win that. <laughs> she did not, right? But now all of a sudden she's all in. So I'm yeah. like, what do I do? What would you do, listeners? You're the parent. You're trying to teach them a lesson and they get rewarded for something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens to adults too, right? Yeah, and I think that what happens too is she has a talent for articulating herself. She has a talent to being very expressive. And so- For her to sell her project was probably the easiest thing for her to do. But when your skills run out, then you have to be really intentional. I should say when your talent runs out and you've Mm -hmm. got to focus on the skills that you need to succeed, 
that's where you kind of get into some choppy waters. But for her, her talent. She's a great it talker. Coasted her to right uh, to the freaking finals. Freaking finals fair. And so you you have to take note of that. You have yep. to take note of things that hey, you know, my talent got me here, and the next thing I need to do now is I got to really work on the skill going into 2020. Right. Because in 2019, I was able to coast just because I'm just like naturally good at these things, mm-hmm. right? And so and we can talk about that in another podcast around whether or not you are naturally good at it, but. You have to take note on what things have passively come your way that you were successful for. Because I can tell you myself and Janelle, we can tell you like there were many times in our lives that we actually succeeded at things just because straight talent. Well, we're also very persuasive yeah. and we're great talkers. And so I think we can sell people on things. And so there has been some success that came from a verbal exchange yeah, that yeah. we got lucky with, right? Absolutely. But I'll tell you the same thing I told Jordan was like, Jesus had your back on this. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you, you're going to run out of blessings from God. So you better show up and do your part because yeah. you can't always just sit there and coast. Like nobody's life is that gravy. So you better get it together. Thank Jesus. And you need to show up correct for your next assignment yeah. or I will ground you next time. Right? Yeah. And there are deep consequences, guys. So if you're out there right now and you know, hey, there's some things that you just kind of happenstance and like things worked out for you. Like you have to know that there are consequences if you don't necessarily take that into consideration that, hey, I need to work on this thing so that next year, like I'm very intentional, but also that's how you raise the level. That's how you go to the next level is you start to really understand like, hey, what it means to be intentional about the things that you're focused on. Right. So after acknowledge, we have awareness. Mm. So what things do you need to be aware of? This usually is going to come from like things you need to be aware of about yourself. Are there habits that you need to change? Are there limiting beliefs? Do you fly off the handle? Are there things you do that you need to be aware of so that you don't continue to do them going forward because maybe they strain your relationships? Maybe they keep your finances stagnant. Maybe they hinder your relationships with your children, whatever it may be, you need to be able to take some really great inventory around Mm self-awareness and just ask yourself, like, what things do I need to be aware of? Yeah. And awareness is huge because I think that is the unlock for many things in your life. Like awareness, another word for awareness is intelligence. Like when you gain awareness around something, you gain a deeper understanding of what it's about. Like if I give you a piece of technology and I say, hey, here's a piece of technology. And you say, oh, cool. Here's a new iPhone, whatever it may be. I have to gain awareness of how it works, what it can do for me. So my intelligence has to increase in order for it to be useful for me. So if I go this year and I acknowledge all the things that were intentional success or passive success, and then I really analyze it and look at it and say, okay, what did I show up for? What didn't I show up for? How did I show up for it? What made it work? And then look at that from a standpoint of very objectively, and you gain this deep awareness of how you actually were successful, why you actually failed at something. And that awareness can really be an unlock into unbelievable freedom that you may have that can give you some access to some skills and resources that you would not have if you didn't do that work. Love that. So moving on to the last A is acceptance. Yeah, acceptance is so important. One of the things that I really think that when it comes to thinking about what are the things that you accept, I think first thing you have to know is acceptance is not resignation. Acceptance is not saying to yourself, oh, things are bad. They'll always be bad. And you kind of resign yourself to the circumstance. Acceptance is saying, wow, okay, here's the circumstances. This is what I'm faced with. This is the problems that I have. And you really have to like disassociate yourself and look at it in a way where you say, oh, okay. 
what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Right. And when you remove your emotions from it and you just accept it as how it is, then you actually can make movements. Now you can say, okay, how do I make this work for me instead of it being something that works against me emotionally? Yeah, I agree with that. So for example, if this year, let's say you stumbled across some tough financial times and maybe you needed to move back in with your parents or something, you just need to accept that. It is what it is. It's an indicator of maybe managing your money better or other things that you need to do to be more resourceful. I don't know what it may be, but you need to accept the fact that this is what it is right now. There are still some blessings and you just need to move forward from it. Yeah. And so often people don't understand like the feeling of frustration is the complete opposite of acceptance. And when you feel frustration, what you are actually feeling is a resistance to reality. You're saying what is happening What transpired, I don't want anymore. When you know you can't take it back, it can't be redone. And all you have to do is to say, this is the current reality that I'm working with. It's the choice that's going to give you the freedom and the access to move forward and do everything else differently than you did in the past. So again, that quote was, frustration is a resistance of reality. And I'll just tell you, that's an F word that is not allowed in my bakery My entire staff knows that they cannot come to me and say, oh, my God, I'm feeling really frustrated because this person, I will just stop it right there and be like, stop. So when you're frustrated, it's a you problem. Mm -hmm. That means that you've let something happen over and over and you need to do some self-reflecting. So maybe I'm not communicating properly. Maybe I'm not explaining how badly this impacts my position. So we don't use the word frustrated because it's something that sometimes there's some acceptance required. And sometimes the acceptance is feedback on you checking yourself and how you're looking at a situation. So I would say acceptance, just kind of in closing, is the question, what things do you need closure from? What things do you need to just accept, let go of, and move on? Yeah, That's going to be really key for you moving into 2019 with a bang. Beautiful. Well said, honey. So let's move on to Bs. <laughs> the first B is build. What things did you build? Did you build marketing plans in your business? Did you build systems? Did you build structure in your household? Did you work on building great relationships this year? Did you work on building greater self-awareness, which is why you're listening to the Push Podcast? Absolutely. What did you build? Did you build a better body? Mm. Did you build a better mindset? Did you build, you mentioned relationships, but did you build meaningful relationships? Were you intentional? Did you like set times where you say, I'm going to connect with someone that's important to me. I want to build this relationship. And I think that when you think about building and you think about creating or manifesting something, it takes having a deep belief of like, hey, I know that I can make this happen. And so builders are creators. Mm -hmm. And if you are creating and you stay in a creation state, it's an amazing place to be. So kind of like, who did I build up this year? Mm -hmm. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I love that. Who did you build up this year can be something where you said, hey, I spent time with cultivating this particular person's skill set and I poured into them and I helped build this person up. And now they're a very highly functioning person in our society. Like our children. <laughs> like our children. <laughs> All right. And the, conversely, though, it could be what bad habits did you build? Ooh. So did you build up the really bad habit of not even being able to go to the restroom without holding your phone and checking mm. social media? There are some crazy statistics out there right now that say that people literally never put their phone down and they pull up, I think, Facebook and Instagram like over 47 times per day. That's, that is it, building a bad habit, is, y'all. Yeah, and because when you build those types of habits or if you build those types of routines, your outcome in life changes tremendously. Right. 
So did you build dependency on something? Right. And if it is your phone, then I would tell you that's good self-awareness, right? But we need to move on. So the next B is brave. What things did you do that you had to exercise being brave with? Well, if you answered build pretty well, then you probably were pretty brave with being audacious and taking on challenges, right? And so feeling the fear and doing it anyway kind of thing. So how have you been brave this year? Have you been brave and stepped out of your comfort zone and maybe attended some networking meetings? Have you been brave and volunteered at church or in your community or done something that you wouldn't normally do? How have you been brave this year? I think we could go on and on, but you understand like bravery is, again, kind of the foundation of this podcast. We're trying to push you out of your comfort zone. So that's going to require you guys, you got to step up and be a little brave in something that you're doing. And sometimes it's as simple as that. You know what? This year, I really spoke up for myself. Right. I didn't let myself just get run over. I stood my ground on things that matter to me. And I showed my bravery. It doesn't have to be this crazy, like Indiana Jones type of bravery. But maybe you did jump out of a plane (laughs) this year. I don't know. Maybe you did. Maybe you saved somebody's life and you were extremely brave. That is awesome. Make sure you 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 leave a comment. We want to know about that. Yeah. Maybe you were like some of the ladies that went to our retreat recently and they were brave and they got tattoos and now they're carrying words that they want to represent the person that they're trying to push forward and be. So some of the tattoos said things like, I am enough, right? Some Mm. of the tattoos said things that were reminders of who and what they need to be. So surrender or was the other one? I don't know, but they were really brave and they got some amazing, great tattoos. So bravery could be lots of different things. Yeah. And I think you have to make sure last, just saying this last, like, Making sure that taking bravery into 2020 is going to be a continuous thing. Like you can be brave with one act, but you have to make sure that you are being courageous all the time and consistently so that you can do the things that you really want to do in life. Yes. All right. The last B is bothered. What things really just bothered bothered you? Shit out of me. So I'll tell you a lot of you immediately when we say this, you're like, "Mm, I have a list of 72 things, people included that bothered the shit out of me in 2019, right? And I want you to take some time, maybe pause this episode, write that list, because then the next part of this homework assignment is going to be, I'm going to need for you to burn that. You need to literally leave that in 2019, because if you have this whole list of things that bothered you, you're holding on to resentment and frustration and discomfort and just tons of discontentment. So you need to write a list, look at it, and then you need to burn it. And I don't want to see it. I kind of do want to see it on social media. We had our students do this and I was like, low key, like do it in your sink water your lawn, do it. I don't want to start a forest fire, but there's something to be said about like seeing it, recognizing it, acknowledging it, and then burning it because you don't want to take that into 2019. That is a key thing that I need for you to understand. And if I could just say this, because I think this is so important. Like if something this year bothered you, then I want you to really look at what happened. What was said was if it was feedback or something just kept coming up for you that bothered you. The reason why it bothered you is probably because you needed it. You needed it. And there was some type of truth in it. Mm. Because here's the thing. If someone walks over to me and say and yells out, hey, man, stop smoking. 
And I was like, what? He was rude. He that was pissed rude. me off. That it bothered would, me. It would never bother me because right. I'm not a smoker. Well, but yeah. If, but here's the thing. If I was someone who was trying to overcome smoking, and let's just say I was having a tough time with that addiction, and someone said that to me, and I was bothered and triggered by it because it was hitting my ego, and mm. I know it was something I was trying to get better at, or I was trying to improve, mm-hmm. then you know that there was some truth deep-seated into that. And so we like to talk about triggers. When things trigger you, mm-hmm. that's usually an indicator that you need to be aware of. Right. Yeah, people are crazy and they're going to say things that are going to bother you, but sometimes there's truth to it. Right. And that's why it's bothering you so bad. So before you move on to It tickles your ego. Before you move (laughs) on to making sure that you have this long laundry list of things and people that bothered you, I just want to leave you with this. Like, what things did you do that bothered you? Mm. Maybe you didn't speak up. Maybe you didn't advocate for yourself. Maybe you didn't fulfill the commitments that you made to yourself or the promises that you committed to at the beginning of the year, that shit should bother you. That should be a trigger to identify something inside of you that says, hey, why am I not pushing through with this? And and that's just feedback. So again, self-awareness does not mean that you beat yourself up, but it means you have really great conversations with yourself to be able to show improvement and push through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think out of all of these, that whether it be the A's or the B's, This is the one I think that takes a tremendous amount of vulnerability to be honest with yourself and say, these things bother me because I know them to be true about myself. Someone called me out on it. It drove me crazy and I need to face it and I need to do something different about this. And one of the things we say often that I got from my stepmom, Robin, she says, what happened and what did you make it mean? And usually that that's where that comes from. Things bother you and like you're making it mean this whole next level thing. So back to your smoking analogy, right? It would bother you and you would make it mean some crazy thing because you're already struggling with it. So it's a really good indicator, again, of how you must exercise self-awareness in order to accept that and and get better. And I think this is a sensitive thing, but I have to say it. I think when people struggle with having a healthy weight, When people refer to someone as being out of shape or Mm. something comes up, whether it's a joke about weight and someone who struggles with it, it really bothers them because there is a line of truth of saying, hey, I really haven't done everything I possibly can to be healthy. I really haven't been as disciplined as I say that I am. So that would be that trigger. That That is that trigger that has that dulcet truth in it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that truth penetrated my ego and that truth made me triggered because my ego was bothered by it because I'm trying to identify myself as someone who is a victim to my weight. Versus someone who needs to take some massive responsibility for moving in the right direction of attaining better health, right? Right. So that's going to piss off some of you. I'm going to tell you, you're probably the one that needs it then. (laughs) I'm just going to be straight up because we've all been there where we can easily list a million reasons why we're not doing something or whatever the case may be. But usually when it comes to making yourself a priority and your health a priority, Mm. we know that it's something that we take for granted. But we say really dumb things like, I tried every diet. Really, you didn't because it's science. If you consume less calories than you actually burn, then, or wait, consume less calories. Did I say that right? Why does it sound weird? Yeah, you said I don't know. You looked at me funny. And no, I'm like, I just am I lying? At, no, I won't, I'm not going to look at you ever, ever again. No, <laughs> I'm just joking. but you understand what I'm saying. It's yeah. science. If you want to lose weight, you need to be active. You need to exert more calories than you consume. That's and, what and it are is. And are we, are we, we know that there are circumstances that make it harder, but I do know that there's a line that people have where they do victimize themselves 
And I think that it's the wrong thing to do when you know, when you deeply know, truthfully, that you're not doing everything possible. So if this bothers you with a B, then the ABCs of ending the year are implying and indicating to you that you need to yeah, make so you need it more to go of a back priority. to acknowledgement because <laughs> you may be not acknowledging the times that you were not on track. Right. So moving on to the C's. So the first C is congruence. Woo! I love what commitments were your actions congruent with? Were they congruent with some of the commitments you made in business in relationships? I don't know. I feel like I could go on and yeah. on because congruence is a big thing. But when you feel out of congruence, out of alignment with the commitments that you made, again, not to beat yourself up, but it's always about self-awareness. Yeah, 100 percent. And one of the things and like I said it on the call earlier, I'm going to go a little deeper with this. I'm going to tell you this. You can't if you have a desire and then you have a faith and they're not aligned, you're not going to get what you want. What do you mean by that? A faith? Yeah. So if I desire something, I want to make a million dollars, but I don't believe that, that I can. A person I'm, like I'm, me could ever even make a million. Yeah, dollars. I don't believe I'm capable. I don't believe I have the right products. I don't have the right skill set. I don't have the right smarts, whatever it is. If you don't have the faith and the belief in yourself, there's not a possibility that you're going to achieve that desire. So when Janelle's talking about congruence, like when your desire and your faith are aligned, anything is possible. Because here's the thing, whatever you believe, you will get. So an example then to show you how powerful this is, is like if I say I'm going to run, what are they, 5Ks? Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't, yeah. obviously I'm not a runner, right? I mean, that's three and a half miles. Okay. 5K. So <laughs> if I commit to you running a 5K, and I tell everybody that I'm going to do it, but I'm out of alignment and mm-hmm. I'm not congruent with the statement or the declaration that I made January 1st, 2019, right? right. I said I was going to do a 5K, but I didn't start running around the block. I didn't start running on the treadmill during lunchtime at work. I didn't start training for this because you can't right. just wake up and do a 5K, right? You're going to feel bad about yourself because your actions weren't congruent with your commitments. Now, it's important to know, though, that you're saying, if I feel like I'm in love with the idea of running a 5K, but a person like me, I'm not even fit. Right. I don't even run. I only run when people chase me. I'm not even a runner. Who am I to think that I could do this? So what he's saying is, is if you don't even have the faith and the belief that you can actually be a person that runs a 5K, you will never show up and go to the gym. Absolutely You not. will never run your ass around the block, right? So you've got to understand that when you're making these massive commitments, you need to peel back the onion layers and say, why am I not being congruent with the commitments that I'm making I think it's because I don't even think that I'm the type of person that could ever run a 5K. Yeah. And until you actually figure that out, then you'll never do it. And here's the thing. You'll set out to say, hey, I love the idea. And maybe you say, I think I can do it. And maybe you may say, I maybe believe I can do it. But if you don't have deep belief and a deep faith that you can do it, then you're walking around with fragile faith. And with fragile faith, the first ounce of pain the first ounce of obstacles, the first ounce of the weather's not right, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't do it today. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I'll just miss today. And you see it all the time. Like if you guys follow sports or you see it, different people in business, like they have a deep belief in what they're doing and there's nothing that can, you can deny. Even if they don't get results immediately, they know that this is not the results they're going to get in the long run, that this is just temporary. 
And so they press on and they move forward. Can I also just tell you, though, that you are going to suck in the beginning. (laughs) Like for me, I just told you I'm not a runner. But if I wanted to run a 5K, it would take me time. But I would have to be congruent with my commitments. I would have to train I know that I would suck. I heard a podcast, it was a TED Talk the other day. This woman said she's not a runner. So she decided one day she was going to run. She runs out of her front door with some sweatpants on holding her phone because she can't put her phone down. And she's like, oh, maybe I'll put my phone in my pocket. Well, in her baggy sweatpants, it's hitting her leg now. So now her pants are falling down on one side. So she didn't do her research to realize, oh, this is why runners wear spandex. It holds things in. You don't have to fidget with your clothes. And I thought that was a really great analogy to say, like, you know, you're going to suck at everything you do that you commit to. That's the first time you've ever done it. You better buckle up, though, because you sucked at a lot of things, which were mostly the first time you did something. You should have sucked at it. But look at you persevering and pushing through. Your mom didn't look at you and say, God, she's never going to walk. She fell. Uh, she's not going to be a walker. We're so done I, with the walking thing. Right. So I don't know why we're so hard on ourselves, but you need to learn how to embrace sucking. And I think that leads to the next C. Which is compassion. Yeah. Talk to us about compassion. Compassion is so important because I think it's active love for yourself, mm. right? And I think when you have active love, then you can kind of squeeze in the word grace, right? Yep. And you can say, God, I love myself and I'm actively doing things to show myself love, whether I take time out to myself and be quiet or I really take the time to do this type of work right now that we're talking about now. And I reflect on my year. I, I acknowledge things. I hold myself accountable in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Like all those things come down to compassion. So what things do you need to show compassion for as we wrap up the year? Do you need to show compassion for the strained relationship that you have with a parent that you've been letting linger on for too long? Do you need to show compassion for your ex-husband that cheated on you, who's now moved on and has a hot new girlfriend and you saw them in the gym? Show compassion for that because you just need to move on Mm -hmm. and you being upset and resentful isn't going to get you anywhere. So just show some compassion to yourself Mm -hmm. to know that it wasn't your fault. Yeah. And I think that to understand that like life goes on Mm -hmm. and like we talked about in in another podcast, we talked about, no, it wasn't another podcast. I can mix all our conversations up. But we were talking about kind of the law of time, giving you the gift of being able to move forward and to know that, hey, every minute provides either the gift of grace or the curse of regret. And I think that when you're showing yourself compassion, you're constantly giving yourself the gift of grace each minute you have. Because when you give yourself the gift of grace, you move forward faster. So what things in closing compassion do you need to forgive yourself for? That's a big question. Mm. I think it's really, really important you spend some time on that because maybe some of you went through a divorce this year and you need to forgive yourself because you think that you're ruining your kid's life. It's not true. Yeah. It's just not true. But if you don't do the acceptance piece that we talked about in the A, you'll never get to the compassion piece and you'll never get to grace and you'll never get to the forgiveness. You'll be stuck in a situation where you'll perpetuate that emotion over and over and over again. And I think that's when people get deeply sad. Yeah. And compassion could be as simple as like, hey, we were in grind season this year. The Copelands, like we worked our faces off. I've learned and acknowledged that that season served us, but I'm done with it. So I'm accepting that I need to move forward and show some self-compassion because I need a day off and it's okay, right? And so that leads me into the last C of the year, which is cut. 
What things do you need to cut out Mm. of this year? What things did you cut out? So like we're cutting out this massively crazy, insane workload because it's not going to serve us the type of people that we want to be going forward. We want to be more balanced. We want to be more present for our kids. So we need to cut some time out of our schedules which meant that this year, the book that I was writing, I had to cut that out of my list of priorities because I just didn't have the time, right? I couldn't make it a priority like I wanted to. And if we're writing a book that's going to potentially serve and impact thousands, if not millions of people, then I need to be present and really in a great state when I'm taking the time to write that book. So about mid-year through, I was like, we're tabling this. This Mm -hmm. is going in the parking lot. I highly suggest you have a parking lot for goals because let me tell you, the new decade, we've probably inspired you. You're going to have tons of things you want to sign up to do now in 2020, and that's great. But at some point, it's okay to cut things out that are not serving you anymore mid-year sometimes. Yeah, cut it out and paste it somewhere else. Put it in the parking lot. Right. The cut piece is, is important because... It can go to your lifestyle. Maybe there's things you need to start cutting out as far as like minimalizing. Cut out sugar. Yeah, cut cut out (laughs) sugar. Cut out clutter. Cut out clutter. Maybe you need to cut some relationships. Maybe you need to cut some, obviously we talked about bad habits. There's some things that you need to ruthlessly eliminate from your life because it is distracting you from actually doing really good things. And so when you do that and you clear the path for yourself, it provides so much clarity And now when you go and do this exercise going in the future, and let's just say you do this exercise every week or every month and you start to look at things, the more you cut, the more you can see. Yeah. And maybe you need to cut out negativity or negative people. Maybe you need to cut out activities that you're doing that are just not healthy for you. Maybe you need to cut down or cut back some of your TV time, some of your game time some of your social media time, some of your downtime, so that way you can be more purposeful. So we're really excited to see what some of your lists are. We would love, love, love for you to share this episode on social media, on Instagram. We'll be resharing if you share. And as always, please let us know how we can help serve you. If you would take two extra minutes to rate and review this podcast, and then in the comments, let us know What stood out the most to you in this? Because this will help us provide and create more content going forward. But friends, we're really hoping that these episodes are helping you to get excited about pushing into the new year. Yeah. And if I would just give you any tips. So we we talked about like kind of recapping really quick. We talked about acknowledging awareness and acceptance in the first part. And those are our A's. The easiest thing I could do to strip that down, because I think that that gives you access to the other, the B and the C areas, because When you see it from a standpoint of acknowledging it, when you learn it from a standpoint of being aware of it, and then when you accept it, that allows you to use it. So you see it, learn it, use it. And I think that when you do that, now you can go into building, being brave and all other things that are on the list. I think that that would help you out. And if you go to thepushpodcast.com, episode 11, we're going to give you a free tool to help print this out in case you were listening to this during your commute. You can download this form and you can write it out yourself. So there you go. cheers to pushing through to a prosperous 2020 friends. Have a great day. See you later. Thank you for listening to the push podcast. 
hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.